Hello, and welcome to a fanfare episode of The Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Elise Chu from Shadiac, New Brunswick, Canada. Elise is fairly new to the trade and spent some time working renovation with her wife at their company, Spec3 Renovation. That's when she found herself maybe interested in drywall finishing and enough interested to get a job as an apprentice. The pandemic hit. Okay. And we were sitting at home and I was watching more videos and uh, an opportunity came up to be an apprentice at a drywall company, a local drywall oh, company. Nice. And so I applied, didn't hear anything from them for like a month and a half and was like, oh, well, guess that's not happening. And yeah. then I heard from them and was like, got an interview, went in, chatted with them and got the job. So, and I've been with them full time uh, since. So I had a fantastic time chatting with Elise and I know you are going to enjoy this episode. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you in the month of July by... GWI supplying the UK with drywall finishing products since 2021, delivering quality brands nationwide. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at www.gwiltd.com for all of your finishing needs. GWI will be hosting yours truly for a special Fresco Harmony training happening September 15th on a beautiful Friday in Swindon, England at their headquarters. You can email me info at Fresco Harmony for more questions about that. Guests of the Drywall Podcast, like Elise, will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends at CSR in Toronto full of all kinds of cool swag specifically for drywall including uh, fresco harmony color packs a tech dry tool a three-way a spy sponge shirts swag all kinds of cool stuff be on the lookout for that if you happened to be one of our awesome guests on the podcast i'm excited for you to hear this podcast with elise on the 60th episode of the drywall podcast let's get into it hey what's up Elise? how are you i'm good how are you good you a big denver broncos fan yeah um by marriage so oh. my, my wife is a huge denver broncos fan like all her life was on the waiting season's tickets waiting list for years and years and years yeah and then um, i think it was last year she finally made it to the top of the list. And so now we have season's tickets. So we, we go down is. to Denver once a year, at least. So starting last you, year. You have season tickets and you go to one game a year? Well, we would like to go to more games, but at the moment it's uh, not always feasible. So this year oh, we're, we try no. and go to the home opener for sure. And then, and then we see which games will work. Last year we went to two games. The first two like home games were back to back. All right. So, what yeah. do you do with the What do you do with your tickets? You sell them. Uh, she sells them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think she you can resell them on Ticketmaster or whatever, and then she uh, you can sometimes give them away to charity and stuff. So she does that. Oh, neat. Yeah. And what does your wife do? Uh, right now she's working on a tech startup called The Project Garage. So oh, nice. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Excellent. It's called The yeah. Tech What? No, it's called The Project Garage. Project Garage. What yeah, is it's it? To connect, it's to connect uh, DIYers with vetted tradespeople uh, to get virtual virtual help with their uh, projects. Interesting. Very cool. How yeah. long has she been working on that? Um, about a year and a half now. Okay. So they're right. they're getting ready to launch um their site in soon August. So okay, right now they're working on there's a developer working on it and stuff, and she's uh crazy. What's yeah, her background? Networking and connecting with people. Uh, her background is uh policing. Policing. She's a police woman. She was a police officer. And uh, and then she and I both went into like uh, Renaults and stuff. Okay. So we did that for a bit, and then um, now she's doing entrepreneurship and tech startup. She's done a whole whack of things. So yeah. I just learned on the last podcast we had Jeff Schultz out of uh, Powell River, um, uh, British Columbia. Super cool dude. Um, that they don't call it remodel up there. They call it renovation. Is that true? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. We were right. like, we have a company and we would do renos and remodels. So that was that the name of the company? No, no. our company is called spec three properties, spec three properties. And yeah. you are out of, uh, I am out of Shediac, New Brunswick. How do you spell that? S H E T I A C. Shediac, New Brunswick. Yeah. yeah. Neat. Home of uh -huh. the giant lobster. Oh, so you have some yummy lobsters up there. I'm oh, going to yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you above, are you above Maine? Yes, we're like, we border Maine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cold, chilly. Um, uh, in the winter, yes. Right now, hot, humid. <laughs> right, now, yeah, it's probably nice up there right now. It's no. been like 35, 39 degrees with the oh. like humidex, so it's been super now? like moist. It's been, yeah, it's been chilly. No, hot, like hot uh, degrees Celsius. Sorry, degrees Celsius. Okay. I don't know what not, it is in Fahrenheit. Yeah, not not Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There, we were <laughs> no. we were going through that a little bit when I was up there. Speed too, you know, kilometers versus miles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Subtle, di subtle differences to our friends to the north. And hopefully like the drywall podcast is illuminating, like the fact that we do have neighbors to the north. It's <laughs> called, it's called Canada and they're pretty great. <laughs> um, you had a lot of Canadians on your, uh, on your podcast there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just kind of, I'm an artist by nature. I, uh, I grab, I, I have a very fluid, um method in which i do things and the podcast is no different like i don't have a list of questions i do i am writing things down and i have ideas you know but i want for the conversation to be very fresh 
Elise, so you, but you've been in the trade for a little while now. You seem young. How old are you, if you don't mind? Uh, I actually got carded yesterday and today. Yeah. So, yeah. which made me really happy. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'll be 42 this year. Okay, you look like you're 18. So. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. 42. Graves pop up, so it's like. 42 <laughs> years young, man. I'm yeah. 47. Wow. You look way better than me. Um. <laughs> So it's the gene. yeah, it's the gene. So 40 said, and what, what ethnicity are you? I'm Canadian. No, you're Canadian. Um, I'm Canadian. I mean, chew that's yeah. So, that's... um, I was born in Toronto. My parents were born in China. Okay. So Chinese, Ch Chinese, uh, whatever descendant Chinese, or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm German Irish, you know, we're, we're all a mishmash over here. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so 42, how long have you been in the trade? Um, so I've been doing drywall finishing for about two and a half, three, three years full time. You're new to, you're relatively new in the, in the vast yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. But you were doing a bunch of stuff prior to drywall finishing, correct? So, yeah. So um, before I started this full time, I was doing renovation and remodels with my wife. Okay. Um, and um, so it, initially I was a paramedic. Okay. So I was a paramedic for about 14 years. And then um, while I was a paramedic, we would renovate um houses and rent them out okay um so we did that while we were in ontario so we kind of got into doing renovations and stuff and then we quit our jobs um and moved to new brunswick um, okay from where and from ontario from toronto okay yeah. all right how far um, is it to I, new brunswick from ontario or from toronto uh, sorry so toronto to where we are is about 16 hours oh that's a ways yeah, sixteen-hour drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And how long have you and your wife been together? Oh, um, we've been together for about thir 12, 13 years. Okay. And how long married? Um, nine years in September. But you're uh you're happily married, and what's the age difference between you and your partner? um she's eight years older than i Ooh, older woman love it <laughs> okay and she's the broncos fan and you guys ran this spec three company for a little while but that drywall the drywall aspect of the construction industry started to speak to elise and uh she heated the call <laughs> yes yes i did yeah. why drywall why did you why did you gravitate towards the drywall so when we started doing renovations and stuff in ontario we were we decided to move like a doorway and do some like renovations in a bathroom and stuff and we needed to skim out a, a wall and stuff and we okay. had a basement project that we were doing as well and we hired someone to do the drywall drywall for us and okay. um we were like okay we're gonna tackle the stuff upstairs and he can do it downstairs anyways we were having a heck of a time with it and 
we asked him, his name was Luke. We asked the, him to come up and do You were having a heck of a time with the finishing part. Yes, the finishing yeah. part. Yeah, because I had no idea what I was doing. Sure. Uh, and um, asked him to come Wait, up wait, and... wait. I thought anyone could finish drywall. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> you're like what it's just mud smear it's, the damn smear that shit on there like cake frosting and go about your day how hard yeah, could I it be start, when i first met my wife i couldn't even like put up a like a clothes pegboard or anything like i oh, had no idea how to do anything yeah. so she was handier than you oh yeah way handier okay. all right so yeah. you gleaned some of her expertise in some of these various fields because i'm sure when you do remodeling renovation type work you're learning lots of different skills not just one skill so you like become a jack of all trades yeah, but exactly. it's also fantastic you got to hang a light fixture you got to hang a fan you got to paint a room you got to fix a you know a, a loose doorknob it's like you know you're not helpless i mean yeah. i have friends i have friends that are helpless like they can't do oh, yeah. shit you know yeah. they don't even they don't know how to drill it's like you know <laughs> I'm going to hire somebody to do this like simple thing. And it's like, well, okay, I'll just do that for you. It's not, you know, it's not <laughs> that you hard. Five minutes. Yeah. I'll take yeah. you five minutes. So, yeah. um, so go back to the story. You're uh, you, he's finishing the downstairs. You guys are tackling yeah. the upstairs. So uh, we got him to, we were having trouble. We asked him to come and just show us some things. We stood there and watched in awe as he just kind of did his thing. And like, we we're like, wow, he's a master at his craft. Like he was just, okay. he was an artist. And I was okay. like, I didn't even know drywall finishing was a thing until I met him. Yeah. So fast forward, like. Who was it? Was let's give, let's give this guy a shout out. I don't know his last name. I think his name was Luke and he was in Ontario. Luke. Yeah. He was a French, an old French man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Had a little pan so, and knife. Yeah, yeah. He had a trial like it. I was like, wow. It was just like, oh. Um, Neat. So that was probably like in 2016. Okay. And then we ended up quitting our jobs, moving here, uh, starting our, well, like starting to do renovations and remodels full time. Uh, I took on a basement project for someone, didn't know what I was doing, kind of watched youtube videos and instagram and okay. fell in love more and more with like the trade and then now wait did you like catch like kayla or drywall shorty or any of these girls that were out there crashing it on social like when yeah, you so watch for sure uh, drywall shorty was one of the first and like okay. prc taping and stuff like, okay and then i was just kind of fell into the rabbit hole of like finding all these people and like yeah. watching as many videos as i could to try and figure out what how to do things and and just like teaching myself what what needed to be done and how to do okay. it. Okay, that's very so, cool. Comparatively to people that I've had on the show, I'm not sure if you listen to a couple podcasts, but like comparatively, you're later in life. A lot of them are second generation; they learn from the old man, or uh, they took over the old man's company, much like Drywall Shorty, or uh, they start just started young out of high school because they didn't know what else to do or whatever. Um, but 40s kind of 40, 40s older to be starting into the drywall trade. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so then the pandemic hit. And okay. We were sitting at home and I was watching more videos. And uh, an opportunity came up to be an apprentice at a drywall company, a local drywall oh, company. Nice. And so I applied. 
didn't hear anything from them for like a month and a half and was like, oh, well, guess that's not happening. And yeah. then I heard from them and was like, got an interview, went in, chatted with them and got the job. So, and I've been with them full time uh, since. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And that, what's the name of that company? Uh, Fundy Pro Specialty Construction. Oh my gosh. F-U-N-D-Y, Fundy? Yep. Fundy, yep. Uh, and then pros, P-R-O-S. Special, specialty. Yeah. Do they call them F-P-S-D? No, Fundy Pros. <laughs> we just call them, they call them Fundy Pros. Fundy Pros. <laughs> That's yeah. a unique name. Yeah. All right, cool. I was an apprentice as well, so I I dig that that type of story. Um, I like the drywall. Um, I like the mud. I thought it was cool. Like, much like you, I was attracted to it. I like I saw these dudes doing it, and I was like, "That looks cool. I want to learn that." I was just that was my initial reaction to seeing somebody doing spinning outlet covers and doing like mudding. I was fascinated by it at a young age. I was probably yeah. 20, 20, 21. And I remember the journeyman guys were like, don't go live your life. <laughs> don't, don't come into this trade. I'm like, I don't care. Dude, this trade is fine. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me, you know. <laughs> um, but these dudes, like, you know, you run into these salty dudes that, like, just hate it. They absolutely oh, yeah. hate drywall. You're you going know? to find that in every job, right? Like, there's yeah. the guys who are going to absolutely hate whatever they're doing. Yeah. And won't quit and do something else yeah. and then you'll find people who are absolutely love what they're doing and are very yeah. passionate and you know like yeah it's like don't do it man have you did you if you haven't listened to a bunch of the podcasts the myron ferguson one is really good like we touch on that i don't know if you know who myron ferguson is that dry know. that drywall guy he wrote the book on drywall sold over five hundred thousand copies like oh, uh i wish i had really known that that's okay. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Did you do a little research? Did you listen to a couple of podcasts? So you sent me, a, I think, a link of like like Christy Slade, like a, oh, okay. a preview of it. So I I went back and I um and I watched or listened to that one. Okay. Uh, and I I had listened to a few back uh, a while ago when I was. Oh okay. Oh um, okay. So, yeah. Okay, you were kind of familiar with the Drywall podcast then. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm always told I come off as like being kind of aloof and like standoffish, but no, I was probably just being silly or something. I don't know. <laughs> you're probably you're probably busy, you know, working. I think you tried um, to call me at one point, and I was at work in the middle of like doing something. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, oh. I'll call you later, dude. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll reach out that way. I like talking to drywallers. Um, you know, I talk to drywallers a lot about Fresco Harmony. That's why this, that's one reason why this podcast started was I would get into these long winded conversation with other drywall dudes and dudettes. And I never like got to talk about drywall very much because of what I do now. And then I'm selling this thing and yeah. it was cool to like talk with tradesmen and women about drywall, you know? So, and there wasn't a drywall podcast. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. But hey. going back, the Myron Ferguson one is very good. The one with Bernie with Columbia Tools, uh, Aaron and Elliot's dad is fantastic. Like it's, it's really good. 
Um, and there's, you know, th- there's some others, there's some others that, you know, it's hard, to, you know, I, I don't want to like have favorites or say one is better than the other one, but you know, th- there's some ones that have a special place in my heart. We went oh, up and I got to meet Bernie and he's just the coolest dude. And oh, I mean, cool. this guy like started tooling like yeah. Colum- Columbia tools, like, like yeah. in, in the back of a drywall supply warehouse, like it's a really cool story. Oh, wow. Or like to the BC then? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, just recently we did a training at Columbia headquarters and toured like the Columbia facility, hung out with Aaron and Elliot, super cool dudes. Um, Brawley's dad, Sean Ramsden came up. Cam, it's your man Cam, he came up. And uh, we had, we ha- you know, we had a training there at the facility and then we went up. His dad lives in Salt Spring, uh bc which is a little island um up in up in you know outside of victoria Isle, victoria bc and we did some fresco harmony and i did a live interview with his dad with with oh, cool. bernie the old you know the founder of columbia tools so it was very yeah. interesting yeah you should that one's good that one's pretty good but uh so elise gets into you choose the drywall trade and and kudos to you. You jump into like an apprenticeship program. Did they start you out at like fifty percent? Well, how did that work? Um. So, yeah. Basically, they um. How it worked was I started off at like I don't know what the way like I was making fifteen bucks an hour or whatever. Okay. Um. And they paired me up with a a guy who had been working in the trade for like forty plus years. Okay. Um, How'd that go? And it was awesome. Um, cool. I tried to think of it as me being a sponge and just like taking everything in, watching him do his thing. Yeah. So he, he'd show me how to do something and then I'd do it and he'd leave me to do it and he'd come and check on me and stuff. So I was working side by side with him, but that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. So I'd ask him questions and, you know, try, just try and take everything in. Okay. And I try and watch the other guys around me and see what they were doing and how they did yeah. things too. And just, I tried, just tried to soak it all in and, and okay. learn as much as I could while I was with him. So I was with him for about six months. Okay. And then, um, and then they were like, okay, they had me just doing my own thing, like working on my own. Okay. Still with other guys around me and stuff. So I could yeah. go and ask questions if I had problems or something. Um, okay did you get along okay with the guys or were they jerks oh no everyone (laughs) uh everyone who i work with has been amazing okay because like they were hardcore the dudes that i came up with mean like it was 20 20 years ago but they were mean like like i got in with some rowdy rowdy dudes i wonder if uh it's like just because you were a young a young buck you know yeah Oh yeah, they called me a cub. Yeah, cub. Yeah. So with all the apprentices were called cubs. What were they called? <laughs> Cougars? Oh dicks. I called them dicks and dicks. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Cougars. <laughs> um, so was there any other girls that you worked around? No, so I was like the only no girls. okay. I was only the only female uh drywall. Well, I, I think I was the only female. I know there's other females who work for the company, but not as like tapers or or 
boardsmen or anything or okay. framers or anything. Yeah. So the company is broader than just drywall. Yeah. So they do um they do um drywall, they do framing insulation. I think they have a flooring department, but Okay. Um I don't know much about the flooring side. Like it's mostly drywall. Okay. And yeah. Okay. So mostly um, drywall, some other things. Where do the other yeah. where where do the other girls work predominantly? Is there one department or there's uh like there's women who are in the office, like there's estimators okay. and stuff. But uh now now there's another female um apprentice tape. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And she's actually I think she's with the mentor that I was with. Okay. So... Did Christy wrangle her? Did <laughs> No, Christy's like a she's a wrangler. I wish Christy was in New Brunswick. Yeah, she's a girl wrangler for the drywall uh, trade. She oh, like, that's awesome! Out, yeah, wrangles all the young girls and says like, yeah. "Hey, man, come in, be a drywall finisher. It's pretty cool." We need we need more women in the trades. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's cool. So there's another girl coming up. How come? Like, you know, did you be like, "Hey, I want to mentor this girl. Let me let me have a shot," or maybe the maybe your mentor is a better mentor. Um, well, I don't, uh, when she came on, I wasn't quite at that stage where I okay. felt comfortable mentoring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, are you, are you full, like, would you eventually reach like journeyman status? So I think I am technically now journey person status. Okay. So right. in New Brunswick, like, I don't know in the States how it works, but in Canada, there's a few provinces where you can become red seal, uh, you can have the red seal designation for okay. different trades. Okay. Um, in New Brunswick, drywall finishing is not a red seal trade. I um, I, th I've heard, I think I've asked I've it. asked that before, but what does the red seal mean? Um, what does it mean? I think it is just it's a designation that you're uh an expert in your craft. You're an expert in your craft. And I like yeah. it. You said journey person. Are we like, are we changing journeyman to journey person? I don't, I've always used journey person. Like journey person. So I, I just like, like to be what about, and company. what about journey woman? Like, why couldn't you be journey woman? Yeah. Well, I could be a journey woman too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could be a journey man. And then I was talking with Jeff and I was like, I was like, oh, well, he said he had 30 years or something in the trade. And I was like, oh, well, you're almost a journeyman. And he said, he said, I'm on the journey, man. You know, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I do feel like you're always learning though. I mean, 30 years, three years, you're like, yeah, you always learn something new, right? So if you're open, you are, uh, you know, his interview just dropped today. A uh, great oh. interview. Great guy. Um, you know, it's a good one for sure. Um, yeah. Cool. If you get a chance, listen, he's a super cool dude. Uh, he's on his own. He's been doing a little bit of fresco. We talk about fresco harmony. You know, he had some addiction stuff that he was very open about. So he we talk about a drug addiction and things like that. You know, yeah. very good conversation though, like ours. Cool. This one's pretty good so far. Yeah, I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, what's he gonna ask? And then I'm like, oh, whatever, I can handle just it. Chat. <laughs> just chat. Just yeah. chat. I, I mean, my angle is like. Dr the drywall trade is interesting to me. Boy, I interviewed Joe Koenig uh, very early on. That's a fantastic interview as well with uh, Trimtex. He's really funny. Oh, yeah. And we've we've known each other for a little while. And Joe's a great guy. 
And uh, that's a good one. Um, it's early on and we're just, and I'm just like testing the water, but not so much CEOs and office people as much as uh, people that are in the trenches of the drywall industry. I want to hear your story. It's interesting to me why you picked this trade and sort of how, you know, how Elise came to be in this industry. And you've got a pretty good following now on social media. So you came up on my radar and I'm always looking for girls to interview because there's few of you and we're trying to bolster women in the trades always, you know, because, because it's cool and why not, you know? So, um, so you're working as an apprentice. You're almost to journeyman status now. Do they run the tools in your company? Well, like run the tools. Like, are you talking about like automatic tools and stuff? Or, automatic or... tool. Yeah, automatic tools. So after I was um, worked with my men- mentor, um, another apprentice and I went um, went up to Fredericton for three weeks. Um, and we worked with another couple of guys who taught us how to use like the bazooka, the boxes and all that stuff. Where'd you so, go? Uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. Okay. How do you spell that? Um, F R E D E R I C T O N. Fredericton, Fredericton, yeah. Fredericton and Shidiac. Yeah. No, shitty act. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a real shitty act. Shitty act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Jeff's nickname is shitty. Like so, his <laughs> his company name is SSB Drywall because okay. uh because he's shitty. His wife is Sweet Cheeks, and his daughter was B, who is now Ray. Okay. SSSB drywall. Shitty sweet cheeks being. Huh. And if you dance? watch Sex in the City, it's secret single behavior. Your SSB is your secret single behavior. Oh, I did not know that. Secret. Yeah. I am limited on my Sex in the City knowledge. I maybe have watched a couple episodes, but I'll have to beef up, beef up a little more on that. I probably watched more episodes of Friends. Yeah, I, I'm uh, again through marriage. I've learned these things. I wasn't a big sure. Sex in the City fan, and then okay, all right. I'm yeah. I'm getting up to speed now on the Kardashians. Oh, that's beyond. Like, yeah, I yeah, I all, have no it's idea. All, it's a weird little world there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not one that I'm particularly interested in, but a lot of girls guilty pleasure Kardashians, and so. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't understand them. I just, I don't, it I, I don't, don't get either. it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> You're kind of a Gen Xer. We're like, we're in the same round there a little bit. Yeah. Like I think they call, I, I, I never connected with like the millennials. I think I was watching uh, some stand up com- comedian once and um, she called the early millennials, the elder millennials. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm totally an elder millennial. You're like, like an elder millennial. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Didn't grow you're, up you're with on the like cusp. the technology as a kid, like right out of the box, you know? Uh, yeah. But, but, and still remember like, you know, VHS and beta and all that stuff. And, yeah. And, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're that old for sure. My wife was a millennial, 14 years yeah. younger. So that was kind of gappy. Okay. 
it was yeah. a little gappy like sort of a different generation yeah 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 um drywall uh journeyman now for this andy pros andy pros fundy pros drywall company um you're what's take me through a day in your world in this company you're pretty much journeyman now no we were talking about the tools you went up to fredericton to learn about the tools what was your experience there you had up to that point you had just run hand tools that's right so i learned on hand tools the guy i was working with uh taught me to use a trowel and a knife no hawk no pan trowel and a knife and oh, so neat that's unique yeah. and i actually uh i've tried to use the hawk and trowel on my own and i'm like it's like i feel like i'm fumbling it's there's too yeah. much mud on the it's heavy whatever yeah but uh trowel and a knife it works for me and it's like it's yeah you know speedy um so i went up to fredericton for three weeks learned how to uh run the bazooka flat boxes nail spotter all angle heads and stuff flushers um and it was well, let's a great go experience. real quick let's go back to the um the trowel and the knife what size yeah. knife uh well depending on what i'm doing like if i'm um uh if i'm putting a second coat on then it's my or skimming my six inch knife um or if i okay. you know like case, six really, inch yeah, six, so six inch, inch knife what size trowel um Either um, my 12 or my 14. Okay. All right. 12 or 14. Um, probably depends on base coat versus second coat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, first yeah. coat versus second coat. Okay. All right. And you wipe tape with a trowel? Uh, with you use, my knife. You use an eight inch? So uh, lately I've been using, like I have a compound tube now. And so Ooh. I've been using compound tube and then wiping, wiping with my eight inch and putting the mud in the pan and just, yeah. Uh, you've been sneaking learning, a pan. You've been sneaking a pan in there. Yeah. When I, before when I was <laughs> learning, because you can't hold a lot of mud. And I know. I know. <laughs> I learned with a pan. I learned with pan and knife. And then when I moved to Crested Butte, we started to do, uh, um, who, where everyone is a Denver fan. I've been to Denver quite a bit, but, uh, you know, a Broncos fan. Um, when I moved there, we started to do the texture, like Drywall Shorty does what she calls a swirl texture with a pool trowel. We were kind of doing that and I got to use the hawk and trowel. Now I'm, you know, and it was hard at first, but I'm super proficient at both. Now I can use, I can put, I could lay mud on with a trowel or a pan and knife, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to like get into both so that I can yeah. just be more efficient, like, whatever works at, for that situation right my experience is that it's pretty helpful like if you're ever spreading material the tr- hawk and trowel is really efficient but i would i could see where putting on like if i'm laying out a band or a butt joint it's hype the trowel is hyper efficient versus the pan yeah. and knife you know yeah but i I'm i always totally- did drywall finishing with a pan and knife <laughs> So when yeah. you're using a, a when you're using a knife and a trowel though, isn't it hard to load up a butt joint with like lots of mud? How do you do? You have to have the bucket close to you, right? Yeah, I usually have the bucket close to me. I have okay. it on a little like mini baker, and then I just wheel it around with me wherever I go, and have it beside me and just load it up. Okay. And then yeah. All right. Do so. people give you crap for that, or is that oh. the way mo- is that they do? 
Yeah. <laughs> or is that do most people in your at your work do it that way or and that's how your dude your mentor taught you how to do it right yeah. so my mentor taught me that and then like when i would encounter other guys on the job they'd be like use a hawk use a hawk <laughs> they'd be like well i'd ask tom how to use a hawk and he'd be like i don't know he doesn't he didn't know how to use a hawk because uh... he didn't use one Okay. So then when I actually went, when I went to Fredericton, the guys there who were teaching us how to use the automatic tools, they yeah. just kept on taking the piss out of me because I was using the trowel and a knife and they're like, that's going to take forever. And it was like, well, whatever, I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. But I, don't, I actually think I'm, you get pretty quick. Like once you know how to do something efficiently, like, you know, yeah it's a lot like music like you know i don't think there's a wrong way to hold a pick i play the guitar but if you learn how to hold a pick a certain way you're supposed to hold it with the side of your finger i never did i pinch it uh which is wrong but i can deaden the string a little bit with my index finger it's just how i learned i, I equate like drywall a lot to learning music you have a small window where if you're when you're learning something like you learn it a certain way and it's like if you don't establish those habits early on is they're just set for life like and yeah. drywall is like a lot like that like that's why you get these uh the the dudes that don't want to try out the automatic tools because oh, yeah. they're like they're like no like i learned this way i'm faster than you you know yeah. this way and you get into that whole debate which is kind of i feel like there's a lot of a lot of guys in New Brunswick who are like very old school. I think it's also a generational thing too, right? Yeah. Like they've been doing this for 30, 40 years, right? And you get the old school, years. you get the old school French influence up there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you go down to, or up rather to Fredericton and these dudes are busting out the automatic tools. What's your first thought? Uh, well, I'd seen them on like Instagram and was really eager to learn how to use uh, them. And stuff. Okay, that's good. So I knew kind of, but I was like, like didn't know, yeah. <laughs> didn't know, but knew. Yeah. So yeah, um, you watch really Phil. Excited. You watch Phil with PRC running those oh, yeah. running those tools, and you're like, oh man, I could do that easy. Yeah. And then was, like <laughs> they make it look so easy. It's just yeah. like a walk in the park. I'm like, Phil, oh, Phil makes it look like skateboarding. Like, yeah. you know. I've, I've heard that analogy, but, oh, uh, yeah. so, but what was your experience? So you get with these guys. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I, um, we go up there, they teach us how to use them. They, um, they let us, you know, we had a set of tools that we were using and, um, we finished a couple of units in an apartment building. Um, and they were close by that we could go ask them questions and stuff. Um, so it was a, there, I mean, they showed us how to use it, but it was a lot of us just trying to figure out like what worked for us too, right? Like you and who the, else? To like um, other appre apprentices? Another apprentice, yeah. One other apprentice, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they so the threw you to they threw you to the wolves. Like they got <laughs> the wolves. Yeah. They got the wolves up there. They're like, oh man, we got to train these apprentices again today. They're coming up. They're gonna be asking us questions. <laughs> yeah it why do they well. why do they torture these poor guys yeah no <laughs> like, did they well, have fun did they have fun teaching you did you did you all so. get yeah. you all got along and had fun oh yeah 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 they yeah. were really really great guys really knowledgeable like um nice. they had only been running the the 
automatic tools for I think like a year or something like they okay. hadn't been using them very long so they were like we don't really know what we're doing either here you go so oh like, all right but they were actually really quick and they did know what they were doing and helped yeah. us out when we were, like ran into issues but okay. um I think most of that learning was like trial and error for us so we quickly learned like the mud was way too thick for certain things and it left a mean ridge where when we were sanding it was like okay. i felt like i was sanding for days and i was like this is uh, stupid like won't make that mistake again no so, yeah um, that's a good way to learn though and it's almost the only way i think with the automatic tools you just have to run them you know there's oh, no other sure. way yeah. to to truly learn very yeah. cool and so you ran the bazooka you ran all the box tools they were yeah. like you're not finishing these by hand. Everything's got to be with the tools. This is yeah, your, so there, I mean, this is your crash things. course. Yeah. So there were little things, obviously, that we had to finish by hand, but it was uh, like 95% done with the automatic tools. Okay. And I mean, that's not really enough time to get vetted appropriately on the tools. What was your, what happened when you came back down to Shidiac? <laughs> Moncton. How about that? Moncton. Moncton. You got back. To, I don't know if that's much better. <laughs> Moncton. <laughs> I live in Shidiac, but if you if you don't like saying Shidiac, just say I'm from Moncton. I do most of my work in Moncton, so. <laughs> Moncton. Um, I have to look them up. I have to look them up. But uh, so so you were proficient enough that you felt comfortable running the tools moving forward <laughs> did i feel uh i didn't feel i felt ill-equipped but i mean we did it we okay. had a, the company gave us a set of uh like a columbia set uh, i think a columbia tactical set had like the 10 inch box the 12 inch box a nail spotter um and the, the bazooka so they gave us a set to use and okay. we used it as like as much as we could while we were uh working together um <clears throat> And then, so I got more efficient, but I, I definitely could like, uh, I definitely could use more time on them and, yeah. and, you know, get those skills up, up to par. But did um, you do like video? Did you do video content at that point? Um, cause I know you're pretty, I did, I haven't looked at how many like followers you have, but you've got some followers, right? The girls tend to like get more followers on social media. I think I have like 700 odd followers. Um, I'm not huge on like video content. Okay. Um, I'm not very good at filming myself and. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and I forget to take pictures yeah. a lot of the time because I get kind of into my work and then, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, I should take a picture of that or, yeah. you know. There's a million things that I could photograph and video like even today that I don't. It's just like. Yeah too much shit you know too much stuff to do so yeah okay. i did take a couple of like uh videos and like of me using the bazooka for the first time or you know stuff like that okay um, i i'm currently um i had to give that set back uh to the company so someone else could learn how to how to use them uh, okay so i haven't had the set for a while now but um, I've, I'm slowly kind of growing my arsenal of tools and I ended up for there my birthday go. last year, I got, um, uh, Can-Am semi-automatic set. Like okay. The, 
flusher and the compound tube and stuff. Yeah, you were talking about running the compound tube. What exactly are you using the compound tube for? Um, so for uh, taping, taping all the flats, the butts, and the angles. Um, okay. Finding that really makes everything quicker than just... You don't use a banjo? No, I've never tried a banjo. They're pretty good. Yeah. I've, I've never met anyone who has a banjo that I could try. I like uh, to try things before I buy them. Sure. So that, they know. run the shit out of the banjo down here. Oh, yeah. And then the dudes that I worked with in Crested Butte, they they like they had two dudes running a banjo. They were fast as shit with that thing. I was okay with it because they would give the apprentice a banjo and they'd put you in the like fire taping and like the hard areas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's for small jobs. It's pretty efficient. If I had a large job, I would use a banjo over hand taping any day of the week. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fast. Um, and it's okay. easy to use. They have that like trainee banjo. I forget who makes it. it or a trainee, like I call it the trainee bazooka. It has like a wheel. You fill it up like a banjo and it's like smaller than a bazooka. And you see these dudes like running it. Oh, I've it's never very seen that. And I think it's a, I think it's more affordable than a bazooka, and oh. it's just like it's like a, it's like a crossbreed, you know, in between a you know a bazooka and a banjo. It's very. Yeah. I'll share if I come across it. I'll like share it with you on social media. Yeah, yeah. But no, I always, yeah. I always see it. I always see it, and every time I see it, I think to myself, "Oh, they've got a training a training bazooka. That's cute." <laughs> That's awesome. oh, look. But then my it's next like, thought, my next thought is like, just buy a damn bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, Probably not you, as costly either. <laughs> but you don't, so you are running with a compound tube and you're taping. You don't have a bazooka. Why wouldn't you borrow a bazooka or something from the company? Are these for your own personal jobs? So, no. So, well, I... The company has a set, but someone else is using the set. I think there's a couple sets, but dude, that um, company needs to buy a couple of sets. What the hell, man? Hey, I should talk to them and tell them. Level five of finance. Yeah. Columbia will probably finance, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to tool up. <laughs> yeah. tool up. Um, um, I've started to like acquire a few more tools though. So um okay. I'm waiting on um a flat box though so i'm i i splurged and bought the north star multi one um did so you thought, see that did you see that christy slade had a north star with her name on it and then you wanted one yeah <laughs> i was like oh i can get my name on it so they're putting my they're putting my name on it too actually so. you know what's funny is yeah. that uh that columbia tools has an etcher now has an etching machine oh cool. and they did they did a bazooka like the back of the bazooka where you yeah. open up the thing to clean it out they did brawley's dad on one and you know i don't have a bazooka so uh they did a uh coffee mug they gave us coffee mugs with like my logo but uh yeah smart super smart you know i think i saw one um from cam he had his little face on one yeah. was that that was cool yeah. i was like oh it's super cool <laughs> it's cool great. it's like a like a branded uh your own branded tool it's yeah. just cool i think it's smart of these tool companies can to continue to be uh innovative uh we i did an interview with wolfgang he's a very that's a great interview he's a very smart guy uh with can-am you know you know all these guys are just really 
impressive businessmen and entrepreneurs and you know uh they all have little niche or tchotchke things or they do they sort of follow each other's lead but that's interesting to me because when she i think the first interview that i did with christy a year ago she showed me that she had her name on her north star box and i was like oh that is so cool you know what a great idea so you got your name on you got your name on your own box I, well, yeah. When when the box comes, it will yeah have my name on it. Yeah. It hasn't even so come yet. Know, no, it's it's Neat. currently being made. I saw an update about it, and it was I saw my name, and I was like, oh, that looks good. Now, if so, North Star was smart, they'd be like taking videos of all those names that they're making and posting that up on social media too. I yeah yeah. So I think Heck they yeah. did. I'm not sure if it was did them they? or. Um, or the Tapers United was who I bought it through. So, but yeah, so they posted it and tagged me and stuff and I saw it, it was cool. But I must you say didn't, that- You didn't think to write like badass taper or uh, best in the trade or something cool like that? No, I'm pretty pretty generic that way. Just your <laughs> name? Do, do I come up with something like snazzy and like, you know, funny? Or do I just put my name on it? And I was like, oh, well, if I put my name on it, there's no one else that I know who's named Elise Chu that will, yeah. you know, so yeah. at least I'll know it's mine. Whereas someone could be like, oh, yeah, I'm the badass taper or like whatever. Right. No, you're not. It's my box. I'm the badass <laughs> taper. It's right. It says so right but, here. <laughs> uh, I have found that the all the companies like that I've reached out to, if I've had issues, um, have been really good at. Um, getting back to me really quickly about any issues I've had with like running their tools or questions or whatever. So it's been like the customer support on that side is amazing. Like, okay. especially when, when learning all, all the tools, it's like, there's always that learning curve. And I've found they've been so supportive of like, um, if you run into issues or something, you know, like just getting back to you and giving you feedback or okay on how to, what to do and stuff. So excellent. That's North star. No, uh, like uh, Columbia and Can-Am. I haven't tried any North Star tools yet, but okay, I'm sure that all right. they would be equally as helpful. Okay, yeah, so, Columbia and Can-Am, yeah. they're over the top. Those guys are, they're just, they're really great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. that's the predominant feedback. You always have people that complain, but uh, for the most part, you know, those two companies, in my experience, take their business very seriously. And I think they all do. They're all very competitive, not outwardly. They're all very open and um, they're nice to each other. They don't talk trash, um, but they are competitive and they all want to make the best tool, which I think is cool. You know, it keeps everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps the tools operating great. It keeps innovation happening in the trade and, you know, it, they're all they're all pretty open at least uh, wolfgang and and uh aaron and elliot's just the nicest people <laughs> it's just crazy like you know well, i don't know if it's because they're if it's just because they're canadian or <laughs> what but they're they're very they're very friendly so as are most of the canadians that i've met so are you going to come down and hang out at the um black friday event this year I wanted to last year, but yeah, uh, hopefully I can make it. Uh, are they going to have it again this year? You think? Yes. Yeah. Cause yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, uh... I want to go, I want to go. And last year I went on a whim 
they had never seen my product. And um, that was how I kind of got into CSR. Aaron was like, Hey, are you going to go up there? I was like, why should I go up there? He's like, it's a lot of people will be there. It's a very big event and uh, you should go, you should take your product up. And Brad was cool. And he was like, yeah, you can have a booth. And so, uh, yeah, I went up and I just weaseled my way in, Elise. I just weaseled. <laughs> hey, you gotta start they somewhere, right? Yeah, they couldn't resist. Um, but we've been selling. Actually, we've been selling. Go ahead. I did see some. I went up. Um, I was in Ontario for visiting family and friends, and went to CSR for the first time, like in person, and uh, okay. saw some of your fresco harmony stuff there. Actually, so the, did you see the walls that Sean did? I saw videos of it recently, but yeah, it okay. looks pretty cool. You just saw the product and some of the stuff. I saw some of the product on like the shelf in the store. Okay. All right. And, yeah. and what do you think of that store is unreal, right? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had had time to go up to Barry too, to see their new location. Yeah. And I think they had like, I went in, I went up to Ontario in April, May. And uh, they were telling me they were having a grand opening in June for the Barry location. So I wasn't able to go yeah. up, but I would have would have loved to have gone up for that. Too. Yeah, me too. Me too. And did you get did you pick yourself up a hawk? <laughs> I have a couple of hawks that I've never really used. But like, what's the point? <laughs> one's in my car that comes with me to like every every day to work, just in case I need it. You never know. You never right? know. Rides in the rides in the uh, the egg crate. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I have two. I have one on each side of the egg crate. I like the twelve inch. Um, I use a composite hawk, which they do sell at uh, CSR, and they're lightweight. They're really cool. Maybe they're I should very, try that. Maybe that'll be the the game changer. They're strong, and the lead doesn't come off on the trowel. Um, they're pretty cool, though. You know, they're just cool looking. Um, but, uh, and then, yeah. So, and then you have a pan as well that you carry around. I do have a pan. Yeah. For whatever. I like to excess. have everything. Excess. You know? When you're wiping, when you're wiping the tape, yeah. you have excess. You can never have too many tools. This is, so this has started me to become like, this has, this becoming a, a, a drywall finisher has caused a, I now have a problem in uh tools i like buying tools now yeah like, they're neat they're neat they are neat tools and it's a cool collection too to yeah. to have like you know two boxes or you know uh the last interview we talk about the mud the mud runner um you yeah. know they're they're sort of different uh yeah. you know pump applications now those are always interesting to me i never used the compound tube and things like that um you know, and then you have the bazooka and all these different methods, you know, the slot box. There's people yeah. that do the slot box. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's people that are fast at that, though. I mean, I, you I know. I tried that once and I didn't like it. I was like, yeah. oh, this is pretty messy. Pretty like I, I like to be my some of my friends at work make fun of me because I'm pretty clean. Like nice. Um, And they're like, you don't look like you've worked like now. Now I'm more I get more muddy. But before yeah. I was always pretty clean when I left and they're like, you have to have mud on you to look like you've worked. And I'm like, eh. no way. But you ever see, I think Phil, see Phil with a bunch of mud on him. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brad Hanna. He's messy. His work is impeccable, but he is messy as hell. 
Um, I, I don't think that one like equates to the other, but I've always been clean. I'm, I'm also, I don't stop and clean my tools like a hundred times throughout the day, but I'm clean. You know, I like to yeah. keep everything tidy in the sides of my buckets, like yeah. clean and tidy. Like, I feel like it makes the work better, but yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah. everybody has their own little methods. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing I do ask each interviewee that comes on the show is a pearl of wisdom to bestow to the drywall community. If you had one for all your drywall peers, what would it be? Uh, take care of your kit and your kit will take care of you. Got it. Elise Chu out of Shidiac. That's how you got to say it. Shitty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Brunswick, three hours ahead of me. Um, if you ever came down to Albuquerque or even Denver to do a, a Fresco Harmony training, we would just six hours to Denver. We'd be at a we'd be at a Broncos oh. game like nobody's business. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll let you know. Or yeah. if you come down to I've Denver. <laughs> yeah, if you came down to Denver and were inclined to coming down to Albuquerque and hanging out or doing a training, we would find you a place to stay and you're always welcome down here. Awesome, yeah. For sure. For, for sure. sure. That'd be cool. I think it, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Drywall podcast today. It was pretty fun, right? Oh, it was awesome. Thanks I for think the you, chat. It was great. I think you and I would be buds if we if I was up there. We could be yeah, buds. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, we hang out, <laughs> go for beer, coffee, or whatever. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, man. Well, you have a fantastic weekend, and um, let's keep in touch. I'm going to follow you on the social media. Uh, you sent me some images, so you'll get a lot of shout-outs on the Drywall Podcast, and we'll pro I'll probably drop some little uh, teasers and stuff uh, oh. heading, heading up to the show. This show will drop next Friday, so awesome. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Elise, you have a good rest of your day. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Elise for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time and your knowledge. Be on the lookout for a training session with yours truly happening in Swindon, England, Friday, September 15th. I believe you have to register, but if you need information on that, you can email me at info at frescoharmony.com and I will get you information. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. Tune in every single Friday for a new awesome episode featuring your favorite drywall influencers and drywall people from the internet and beyond. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Drywall Podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it. And remember, keep drywalling. <laughs>